Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. Hello. For one last time, unless you're coming to Conference Sunday. It's such a privilege to be here. I absolutely love my time here with you guys, you girls. It has been beautiful. And you know, I thought I was coming here for you. Turns out I was coming here for me. It's amazing how God will take us on an incredible journey and we think that we're going to offer something, but actually what happens is He gives us so much more in return. Amen. And so, you know, we've been laughing because I planned this word a while ago, but I really felt God speak to me about this church, about the woman of this church, and that I I should speak a prophetic word into your hearts this afternoon. And so if you thought you were going to come here and sleep in this little afternoon session, you don't want to be sleeping because I believe the Holy Spirit is going to plant something supernatural in in your heart. It is not my words. These are not my words. These are words I believe that are from the Father of God. Father heart of God, that he wants to put in you this afternoon that will set you up for something glorious. Amen? So lean into this moment. And we've been laughing because the title of my message is There is More. And so, you know, God has been saying that all throughout this conference. And so I feel like this is a moment to just settle into this idea that there is more. And before I start, I want to honor your pastors one more time because they really are worthy of our honor and praise here this afternoon and all the time, actually. But Mark and Cairns, if you could stand, I have a little gift for you, okay? And, you know, I love Dr. Zeus. I think he was amazing. But there's this book that he writes called, Oh, the Places You'll Go, okay? And you're going to see where I'm going with this in my message. But I really believe this is a prophetic word over you two as a couple as you lead this church, but also for the people of this house. Oh, the places you will go. This is not it. There is so much more for you. And I believe God is taking you into better and bigger things. And if you would just say yes to him, I know that you are going to go on the adventure of a lifetime. And so this is for I love you guys. Why don't we honor them? Come on, let's give them some shout out here. Oh, the places you'll go, life changes. The woman of this church, oh, the places you will go. That is what I believe God is wanting to say to you, to say to us this afternoon. I believe that God has placed in humanity a desire for more. And we see it right from the beginning, a pursuing of more of the people of God. The strange sense that beyond where we find ourselves right now, there is so much more. And I believe as followers of Jesus, we have not been called to settle in the comfortable, what we know to be familiar. We've been called to be what-if people, visioneers of a new kingdom, Imagineers of a preferred future, pioneers of a different way, people who will live lives beyond what we can see with our physical eyes, but rather people who will walk by faith and a supernatural courage, as Ken so beautifully spoke about this morning. People who would see our lives through eyes of faith here on earth, through the lens of what could be. 
And so I want to prophetically speak over you, over the places you will go. There is more. Congratulations. Today is your day. You're off to great places. You're off and away. You've got brains in your head. You've got feet on your, in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting, so get on your way. Oh, the places you will go. I don't think Dr. Zeus knew what he was actually writing when he wrote those words. It is a beautiful statement for the body of Christ in this moment. Oh, the places we will go. Do not be afraid of where God is calling you to. We must not be afraid. We must walk courageously and boldly into the more that God has for us. Have you ever looked at your life? I have. I know I have. Looked at my life and gone, oh, goodness. What if there's more to this? What if there's more than just my two little kids or three little kids? There's no more than the four little kids. But what if there's more? There is no more kids. Okay, I prophetically speak children over you people, not over me. (laughs) Have you ever felt this nudge within yourself that God is inviting you to be part of a grand story, something supernatural and beautiful? If you have felt that nudge and you've ignored it or you've thought, I don't know if that's for me, I'm here to tell you on the 28th of July in 2018, let it be known loud and clear that there is more. There are ruins to be rebuilt in this nation. There are cities to be rebuilt, physically, yes, but also spiritually. There are churches to be planted. You are not done, life changes. There are people to reach. There are dreams to be realized. There are lives to be rescued. There there is purpose to be found, young and old. There is purpose to be found. Jeannie, I want to be you when I grow up. Is that okay? You're amazing. Just had to say that. So I I want you to turn with me to Revelation chapter 3. Verse 7 and 8, we're going to read together. These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What God opens, what God opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I believe there is a divine invitation from God to pursue a life that counts, to walk through the doors that he is opening, not the doors we're trying to open for ourselves, to walk through the doors he is opening. And they're all around us to act with him and for him on this earth. That is the call to us today as the body of Christ. And right in the beginning of the story of humanity, there is a story about a man, and you will know him, Abram. He started out as Abram, a man invited by God to go on an incredible journey to pursue more. And we're going to read about him this afternoon. We're going to read in Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1. And the Lord had said to Abram, go from, everyone say go from, your country, your people, and your father's household to the land where I will show you. That is the instruction that God gave Abraham, okay? And then we read about the promise in verse 2. I will make you, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. And so Abraham went. Everyone saying, so Abraham went. 
As the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him, Abram was 75 years old. If you're not dead, you're not done. When he set out from Haran, he took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. The staggering truth ladies and guys here this afternoon, is that in this moment, in this time of our lives, there are many opportunities for us. There are many opportunities for us to partner with God, to be, to be a part of a supernatural adventure. And like Abraham or Abram, God places before us an open door. But what, what are we going to do with that? What will we choose? How will we know where to go? Because I want to say this to you, when it comes to open doors, when it comes to the doors that God places before us, sometimes it's going to be really clear that that is a door from God. Other times it won't. Sometimes you're just going to know, that's from God, I need to go. Other times you won't. Sometimes you're going to get it right. Other times you won't. I don't have the foolproof human strategy of how you and I are going to hear from God and walk through all the right doors that he's placing before us, okay? I don't have that strategy. But what I have for you this afternoon are two responses that I believe will cause us to move forward into the more that God has for us, amen? And so when God puts open doors, when he places open doors before us, there are two responses that we can give him, okay? The first one, if you're taking notes, is choose yes. God asks Abram to go. There was an instruction. He asked Abraham to go from his hometown and move to somewhere new. He gave him an instruction, a promise of more. And then he says to him, will you choose this adventure? Oh, the places you'll go, Abram. Oh, the places you'll go, girls. Oh, the places you're going to go, life changes, church. But here's the thing. For Abram to go on this journey, what did he have to do? He had to say yes. Leaving something involves risk. He had to leave something. He had to say yes and then leave to pursue the more that God had for him. Saying yes for Abram meant that he was leaving much. He was leaving much. God had asked him to leave his family and his home. That was his tribe. Everything that he knew as as a child of God in that nation, in the Israelite nation, God was asking him to leave his tribe and his traditions. And you need to understand, Abram lived in Ur. Okay, it's a strange name, Ur. Abram Abram lived in Ur. And you need to know that this was the largest empire in the world at this moment in time. It was a great place of technology, of learning, of innovation and trade. And it was highly progressive. So God was asking him to leave much to go to a place that he didn't know. Somewhere new, somewhere unfamiliar. It must have been incredibly difficult for Abram to leave, to make that decision to go. But God had placed before Abram an open door to pioneer a new tribe, a new way, something that was different to earth, something that was unfamiliar, God's way, a nation, to build a nation set apart for God, a nation that would ultimately be blessed by God to be a blessing to the world. That is what God is calling the church to be, a a people who are blessed to be a blessing to the rest of the world. What doors is God opening for you? What doors is he opening before you? Because open doors, I believe in the Bible, are symbolic of the boundless opportunities that God places before his children. Invitations to pursue an adventure with God, to live a significant life. 
There's an invitation for all of us to leave our comfort, to leave our familiarity, our, our independence, our upbringing, perhaps some of the selfish comforts that we have that we like so much, and go towards the unfamiliar and the unknown, the road less traveled. Perhaps in your marriage, God is asking you to leave your way, a way that isolates you, but rather to move towards your spouse and intimacy. In our friendships, God may be asking us to leave the familiarity and comfort of who we pretend to be and move towards authentic connection where we put all of ourselves on the table and we say, here we are, let's do life together. Perhaps he's asking us in our careers to leave the focus of profits and to look rather at people and to know that people are the prize. Open doors give us opportunities, the opportunity to say yes to God to say yes to the adventures that God is placing before us, to act with God and for God on this planet, to do extraordinary things. And God offers Abram this opportunity to say yes. Yes to a new identity, a new name, Abraham, the father of many nations. Yes to a new faith, a complete trust in the God Yahweh, the Israelite nation. Yes to a new purpose, the starting of a new tribe and a new people who would be blessed by God and become a blessing to the world. I am 100% certain that the adventure of yes is so much more alive than the safety of no. I am 100% sure that the adventure of yes is so much more alive than the safety of no. And God opens a door and he says, will you go? Will you go? Because we have the choice. We can say yes and we can say no. The free will God gives us is a gift because he wants us to make bold and courageous decisions to partner with him on this planet. We are not robots We are children of God. What lies on the other side of your yes? Do you know, church, girls, here this this afternoon, you are the result of a man and a woman who said yes, and another man and a woman before them who said yes to do something incredibly brave by starting a church in this city so that people could encounter the love of Jesus Christ. You are the result of someone's yes. Let's never become familiar with that. They said yes to coming to a place that they did not know, to love and serve a people that they did not know. And look at what we sit in, to loving women, to creating a place for women to flourish. They've said yes to that, and we live in that blessing. Amen? I had a life plan that did not involve church work, okay? Like I told you yesterday, it was like one husband, two children, and a cocker spaniel. That was like my dream. Thank you, Jesus. He took me past that. But, you know, in that little plan that I had for my life, I was pursuing what I could manufacture because I was so scared of doing anything that I couldn't control. And I was pursuing this story where I could have have a role to play that I could determine the outcome of. The reality is I was an err. I was an err. But God was calling me to leave what I had manufactured, what I had created, what I could control, and to walk into a new identity, a new faith, and a new purpose. It meant leaving the dream of me behind. It's a, it's a difficult thing. It meant coming alongside a man who I believe has been given a greater vision than I had. And it meant saying yes to a life 
that is more about being blessed to be a blessing than just blessed. Walking through this door of being part of the unfolding story of the local church has become the greatest gift God has ever given me because I've realized how much he loves his bride. And when I serve her and love her and when I promote her and make her beautiful, he loves on me and gives me more than I ever dreamed I I ever could be given. Walking through God's doors will always exceed our expectation. God has completely blown my expectation of what I thought I could do in my lifetime out the water. Completely out the water. He has taken me on an adventure that I never believed I would be a part of. That is the God we serve. He always takes us past what we can imagine. So choose yes. Choose yes. And the second point I have, I'm not going to be here for long. I'm here to just stir us in faith, and then we're going to go out and become that girl. Amen? The second point, choose faith. Choose yes, choose faith. And Ken so beautifully spoke about this this morning. I feel like God is really speaking to us about that today. Choose faith. When God calls, when we feel urged towards something, prompted to go somewhere, or to, to do something, or to be with someone, you know, that, that prompting that we feel, that's often the voice of God. It's a nudge, and it, it's an impression. It's a feeling that we have. And when we feel something, and, and we go, not because we're 100% sure that the feeling we have is going to take us where we need to be. When we feel something, and then we go, we choose to trust. That's faith. Pursuing God and what He calls us towards lands and rests on faith. It lands and rests on faith. Because let's be honest, walking through God's size open doors is often just plain scary. We do it scared. We don't, we don't do it, we don't wait till we feel right or we don't feel afraid. We often do it scared. Taking that job, meeting that person, having more children, speaking at a conference, reaching out to the unbeliever, inviting that friend to church, giving away more money, volunteering for the first time. It's scary. It's scary stuff. It's life. It's real. And it's often not glamorous because it's risky. We have something to lose, but we have so much to gain. I don't know about you, but I've never felt ready to step out in faith. I've never got to the point where I'm like, yeah, yes, ready. I am so ready to give up all of that money and give it away to more people so that they can be blessed and I can be without. I have said no one ever. We, we don't feel ready to go on a supernatural journey of faith with God, to, to act with Him and for Him on this planet. Can you relate to that? We're never really 100% sure, let's be honest. Let's be honest. We feel from God. We hear we, we, we feel prompted, but we're never 100% sure that that's exactly what God is saying. We act on what we think God has said and what we feel Him calling us into, and we act courageously on that. Walking through open doors, pursuing the more God has for us, requires that we have never ready faith, that we will never feel ready, but we will walk by faith anyway. Faith acts without the perfect plan. Oh my goodness. Faith doesn't wait for the the most calculated moment. Amen? Faith moves regardless of how we're feeling. It's never ready. And there will always be an excuse for you to hold back, to retreat, to stay in the comfort of what you're used to. Moses stuttered. David was just, you know, the dirty shepherd boy playing the harp on the sideline. Rahab was a prostitute. Jonah didn't believe that the people of Nineveh deserved forgiveness. 
Peter was hot-headed, impulsive, and thought he had all of the answers. Abram was old, really old, and his wife was barren. And guess what? I was too young, and my past kept telling me that I was disqualified from God's great call here on earth. What's holding you back? What's holding you back from walking into the more that God has for you? Because let me tell you something. If you don't use it as an excuse to stay in what's familiar and comfortable, the enemy will use it against you. He will keep you where you are because he knows, he knows what you've been called into. Do not let him, not today, choose faith. The kind of faith that leaves earth, that leaves the match. The kind of faith that starts new tribes and plants churches and grows families and pioneers. The kind of faith that doesn't wait for us to be ready. You know, faith says, I I may not be fully qualified. I may not have everything worked out, but I'm not hanging on on the outcome of the story on my ability. This doesn't hang on my ability to pull off what I feel God calling me into. It's all about what he can do, not what we can do for him. I want to read to you from Hebrews chapter 11, that great, beautiful unpacking of faith. And we're going to start reading from verse 1. I'm reading from the message version. It's so beautifully articulated. Stay with me. I'm nearly done. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. When we pursue more, when we go after the things of God, the things that he's calling us into, we go by faith. Verse 3, by faith, we see the world called into existence by God's word. What we see created by what we don't see. How's that? Mind blown. Verse 4, by an act of faith, Abel brought a better sacrifice to God than Cain. It was what he believed, not what he brought that made the difference. That's what God noticed and approved as righteous. After all these centuries, that belief continues to catch our notice. So often we disqualify ourselves before we've even started because we think it rests on you and I. But it's not about what we can do. It's all about what he's already done. Verse 8, by an act of faith, Abraham said yes. Everyone say yes. 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 To God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. By an act of faith, he lived in the country promised him, lived as a stranger camping in tents. Remember, he came from Ur. Isaac and Jacob did the same, living under the same promise. Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city with real eternal foundations, the city designed and built by God. Pursuing more means saying yes by faith. It's about responding to God who puts a hunger within us for something more something other, something unfamiliar, some uncharted territory that we're yet to possess. It's about taking all of that trust that we put in ourselves. Come on, we're all doing it. All of the trust we put in ourselves and our ability, our wisdom, our accurate predictions of the future, our manufacturing of the perfect outcome, all of that trust that we put on ourselves and placing it on him. 
When we say yes, when we activate faith, we access the more. We say yes, we activate faith, and we access the more. Abraham's faith is heroic, not because of Abram. Abram is the hero of our faith because he realized he was not the hero of the story. That is the truth. We access faith when we realize we're not the hero of the story. Jesus is. Abram took a great risk on a promise that God gave him. And he put his trust on the real hero, Jesus. That's faith. And like Dr. Zeus says, you've got brains in your head and feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. Faith is about making a choice. So choose. Choose. Believe in something other than your own ability to pull something off. Put yourself in a position where you put all of that trust on God. He will make a way. He is calling us to risk something of ourselves and pursue the call. He will come through because that is who he is. And I believe God is calling us to be women who would get our hands dirty in this nation. I've said that before. Women who would get our hands dirty. Women who will say yes. Can I implore you with every bit inside of me here this afternoon? When God places an open door before you, when he puts that door before you and you feel that nudge and you're not really sure, could I ask you to, to muster up all the courage you can within yourself and lean towards saying yes? Accessing the faith, putting your trust on him and say yes to all that he is calling you to. Because you know what? It might not be the easy road. It might not be the easy road. It's probably going to be the road less traveled, the uncharted path, the place where someone hasn't gone before. Say yes anyway. Because of this I know for sure, saying yes to God has given me exceedingly and abundantly more than I ever could have imagined and manufactured on my own. And I don't know about you, girls, I don't know about you, but I don't want to live a safe life. I've moved past the white picket fence, the one husband, the two children, and the cocker spaniel. I've moved past that. I don't want to live a timid life. I don't want to live a life where I, I regret the things I could have said yes to, the things I could have done, the partnerships I could have made with the Holy Spirit to do incredible things on this planet. I want the messy life. And I want to encourage you here this afternoon to desire a messy life, the unscripted life, the life that we might not put on Instagram, but we're pursuing something great, a call of God to act with Him and for Him on this planet. I want the kind of life where I write books and raise children and who love the church, who pursue the more that God has for them. When I have, where I have the life where my husband and I have one testimony of faithfulness, that we love God and His church more than anything that we ever have in our whole lives. I want the kind of life that passionately loves and serves people at my own expense. Is that convenient? Is that easy? No. And I want to encourage you to say yes to that, to say yes to the messiness of people, to say yes to the messiness of the church. Because you know what? It's not perfect. It's a family. And families can be messy and imperfect. But wow, they are beautiful and fun. And we find home and healing and belonging like we never knew possible in family. Say yes to that. I'd love you to stand in this moment. 
as we respond, and I'm sure someone's going to come and take it from here. But I just want to ask a question this afternoon before we go out. I want to ask you, me to you, but this is between you and God. There's no one else in this space who's judging or giving you an opinion of what you need to respond in this moment. What are you needing to say yes to? Because my hunch is you probably know. My hunch is you have felt the promptings, you've heard the whispers, you've felt the nudges, and you know what God is calling you to, you know what he's asking of you. I want to encourage you, would you say yes to him today? Would you say yes in this moment? Would it be an honest, vulnerable moment between you and your father as you say, yes, I want to go on an adventure with you? Am I afraid? 100%. Am I ready? No. But I want to go anyway, Jesus, because I know I know that there is more for me. What does choosing faith look like for you? Because I want to assure you, if you say yes to God and you choose faith, oh, the places you will go. Oh, the places you will go. Oh, the adventure that awaits every single person standing here in this room this afternoon. Step out, life changers. Step out, women. Step out, mighty warriors in this room and become the girls that God predestined us to be. Say yes. Choose faith and walk alongside God knowing, knowing that he has so much more for you. Amen? Amen.